0: Well, hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 164 letting others know. On this episode, we discuss the pros and cons of carrying personal locator devices on your hike. Is it worth the money? Do they even work? We break down the likes and dislikes of the two most popular ones on the market. We also discuss how they even work. You can always join in on the discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Trust the Trail Podcast and join our podcast family. Come hang out with us and be a part of our community. Speaking of community, we have a huge welcome to a new member of Trust the Trail Podcast tribe. That is www.thedirt.com. That is dirt spelled D Y R T.com. If you don't know what the dirt is, it's the top camping search platform in the US. They have over a million user submitted locations, reviews, and tips of all the great camping areas. The platform is free to use on the web. It also has an iOS and Android app with additional functionality available in the paid pro version. Now, if you get the pro version, which I highly recommend because it's so cheap and it pays for itself very quickly, you can save 40% on your first night camping, Sunday through Thursday, two night minimum, holidays are always excluded, and then you get 10% off all other nights at all the other campgrounds, offering the premium discount. You save an additional 30% off camping gear the cost is only 35.99 a year. Just go to our website trustthetrailpodcast.com and click on our exclusive offer for our listeners. It's right on the front page. The Dirt is also a trip planning app. So not only can you pick your favorite campsite you can figure out how to get there by their exclusive trip planning section of the app. It's very, very cool. We love the dirt. Uh, been using them for a long time. And they have finally became a part of our podcast family. So we we love it. Um, if you're looking for additional gear deals, of course, you can bookmark backpackerstore.com where the power is in the search. That is a site for you that we built ourselves at Trusted Trail. You can use the search area to type in the piece of gear you want and compare prices from all the major online outfitters like Moosejaw, Campsaver, Eastern Mountain Sports, Enlightened Gear, Hyperlight, MSR. There's a ton of them. Just they're all on the BackpackerStore.com. In full disclosure, we again we built that site, Trusted Trail, built that site at no additional cost to you. We do take a small commission off any gear you buy. And put it right back into our podcast. So thank you very much for going to that site and checking it out. So last week when we did uh, when I did the solo, why you should go solo, um, right after we I did the podcast, it dawned on me, you know, um, yeah. And the feedback I got from it was that you know there's additional information I could have given you. And um, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, we could make this into almost an entire podcast uh, with having that additional uh, information. A lot of people were asking, well, you know, what if, what if I, what if I carry like, you know, the spot messenger or a personal locator beacon or, or, you know, something to let people know that I'm okay. And I'm like, you know what, that's kind of popular subject. A lot of people have talked about it. So I wanted to kind of delve into that um, and talk about that because, there are definitely advantages of that. Uh, I had the first generation spot tracker um, that I used when I went backpacking when they first came out. One, one, I wanted to gear test it. Uh, and two, it does work. Um, and the funny story about the spot tracker is that I lost my spot tracker. <laughs> lost it. It fell off my belt for some reason. And... Um, it fell in the middle of the Badlands, and so it was on. And I was pretty upset because the spot tracker at that time was pretty expensive—the device itself, and of course, then you have to uh, you know spend money on the subscription service for it. And I'll go into that a little bit later. Um, but you know, here I am—you know, I'd spent all this money on the spot tracker. It's lost. I drove all the way home. I was really you know kicking myself for losing you know, the spot tracker. And then it dawned on me, wait a minute, the spot tracker is a GPS unit and it's broadcasting its GPS coordinates. What a dummy. So I called the park, the park, I gave him the GPS coordinates because I could see it. And that's how the spot tracker works. And they went out there and they sent me back the spot through the mail. So uh, thank you, Badlands National Park. Uh, years ago, they um, they saved me from buying another spot tracker. But I thought it was important that we, we talk about that and what the difference is and what they are and how they work. And uh, we don't want to get too complicated because it, it's kind of a complicated infrastructure on how these emergency services and satellite messengers and the personal locator beacons work, um, but we'll, we're going to we're going to kind of dummy that down and just say here's what works, here's what doesn't, here's why you should carry one, here's why you shouldn't carry one, and we'll make it uh, pretty simple. And then we'll let you guys uh, do research on it if you ever want to go there. First of all, I would say this: if you are hiking in very remote areas um, where there is um, more danger than usual now let's define more danger than usual uh that would be in alaska that would might be in montana that might be in areas where you are going to be remote and i mean really remote you're going to have maybe snow covered mountains maybe you're going to go snowshoeing or cross-country skiing where, the, uh, where there could be additional dangers like avalanche, um, windstorms, uh, snowstorms, things that are going to provide a little bit of an additional danger. I think that right there kind of puts that um, in the correct category of maybe I should take a look at this. Now, on a regular hike, that's your choice if that makes you feel comfortable and that makes you feel Um, and it, for a lot of people, it does make, uh, them feel comfortable and Hey, if it makes you feel comfortable and you feel secure by that, go get it. That's absolutely so, but, but you know, most of these uh, devices and especially the personal locator beacon, which I'm going to get to first is definitely something that, uh, is going to be, uh, for additional danger areas. Um. I would even say the PCT and some of the areas on the Pacific Crest Trail, you may want a personal locator beacon. So it counts, kind of like get into that and delve into the why's, how's, do they work, do they not work. So the personal locator, personal locator beacon or PLB, um, that you hear a lot of in the news when uh, th- uh, there's a person who has fell victim of an avalanche and uh, they're still alive. And they're basically you know kind of buried in uh, snow a uh, personal locate lo- locator beacon at that point in time is uh, utilized and it sends out a complete direct gps signal of their whereabouts it's also been used on boats it's used when you cross the ocean and boats and yachts and they all they all have them they all have some sort of a plb on there um if you buy a personal locator beacon you're gonna to have to register it and I'll talk about that in a second uh, the personal locator beacon it's a satellite synced device that sends an SOS signal to rescue agencies and it's not just local it's a national SOS signal so someone's gonna know that you've sent it along with your location it's gonna go pinpoint your location you have to register it now the personal locate locator beacon uh it's free to register okay it doesn't cost you anything to register your personal your plb um, but you're going to be registering it with NOAA, and that's the sarsat that is the big agency now this agency covers marine that is all your boats your shipping boats your your cargo ships it covers everything so they're gonna know where you are. That stands for Search and Rescue Satellite Aided Tracking, SARSAT. Search and Rescue Satellite Allied Aided Tracking. It's a database. So when you register your personal locator or beacon, uh, it, it, it you give them vital personal information like your name, address, emergency contact phone number, medical conditions, anything that helps. That can help speed the response time for your rescuers, your your SAR people, search and rescue. And normally, they, they get the signal. They see uh, where you are. That immediately gets sent out to a county 911 dispatch. The county 911 dispatch then allocates that call or that um, that uh, signal to uh, your local fire um, sometimes it's the county. Sometimes it's a town. Sometimes it's both. Uh, sometimes it's even all three. It's state, county, and local municipality that will come out and do a search and rescue. And why is that? Because some towns don't have helicopters where the counties will have helicopters and they may need an aerial search. So they all work together. And it, it happens very quickly, folks. I mean, you hit that PLB beacon. Boom. It, it's like. It it happens really really super quick. Um, those are going to be pretty expensive to to carry, um, and quite frankly, um, you know, uh, they're a little bit more again in the advanced danger stage of a hiking trip or backpacking trip. In Alaska, um, yeah, I I would probably carry one uh, backpacking in Yellowstone, um, Bob Marshall Wilderness in. Uh, Montana, uh, maybe uh, possibly on the Pacific Crest trail, trail, maybe, um, you know, that's some areas where you're going to have a lot of clear sky and uh, there's a lot of extra danger activity that may be uh, lurking and, and may happen your way. Uh, again, you know, you do your own research and, and whatever fits for you, you've got to decide for yourself. Uh, personal locator beacons, the key benefits would be works in remote areas worldwide, man. I mean, this is a worldwide database, so you know you don't have to worry about where you're where you are. You're, you hit that thing, and it 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 will contact Noah worldwide. Uh, it's got a multi-year battery life, so um, you know if your battery goes down on a personal locator beacon, you send the whole thing back. To get a new battery, so it's it's not just like a little tiny, you know, double A AA or triple A battery uh, replacement or lithium battery. The whole unit's kind of a battery, uh, and it just sends out a SOS signal. Some of those things can go for about thirty hours straight in minus twenty degree weather. So it, it's a hefty battery. Uh, there is no subscription fee, so you don't have to pay a yearly subscription for it. Uh, There is, however, no ability, no ability to send messages to home or cancel an SOS call. Okay? You hit that personal beacon, you better be up to your knees in trouble. Or, like, you can't tell where the ground or the sky is because you're buried in a snow or you are, you are in deep, deep Duda because once you hit that button, there's no oops, I'm sorry, I got out of my mess and um, sorry about that because the cavalry is coming for you. Um, so that's why I would say the personal locator beacons sometimes are in more of the advanced danger area. And of course, now we're talking about this is a vastly... Uh, this is a required, by the way, personal locator, locator beacons. They are required in all um, boats and ships, anything that travels in the water uh, when it's carrying passengers. Um, and your all of your commercial airplanes have what they call like a personal locator beacon in there too. Uh, they call it a little bit dif- a little bit different, maybe like a transponder box. You've heard of, but it's it's a it's a personal locator beacon, um, and so it's it's a big it's a big gig. It's uh, and it's very small uh, when you put it on your uh, in your pocket or you put it in your backpack or carry it with you. It's not a big device at all, um, but once you hit that button, there's no no way to cancel and say oops. It's a stronger signal than uh, what you would call a satellite messenger. Um, and so it's gonna probably get through cloud cover. It's gonna really get out there. You you don't really need um, a clear clear sky like you might need a satellite messenger. Um, and uh, you know it it's 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 gonna work. Um, I would say that if you are carrying a personal locator beacon uh, and you hit that thing, I'd be about 99. Maybe not. Maybe ninety-eight percent sure that that signal. Unless you're really buried somewhere, uh, or possibly, uh, you know, if you're in a cave, uh, if you're caving, um, you, I don't think anything's going to work in, with your caving. So uh, do your research on that and make sure that you know exactly how that's going to work and where that works best. Again, that is go, that goes to the NOAA. Um, emergency global satellite response team, and you are going to get a search and rescue if you are carrying a personal locator beacon. Now, let's talk about the satellite messenger because satellite messenger is pretty popular. Uh, that's in a different class of uh, personal locator beacons or a satellite device that you're using to hit 911. The satellite messenger, or as you probably know it as the spot messenger or the spot tracker, uh, this device can also send an SOS signal. Additionally, it offers communication options and a wide range of other functions because it uses a different type of satellite response. Um, They're similar to personal locator beacons in that they allow you to send Uh, SOS distress signals from a remote area where cell phone coverage is, you know, sketchy or sometimes non-existent. And and, and I think we talked about this before in another podcast is that every cell tower has a 911 relay on it. And so if um, you, for example, if you have AT&T cell service, and you are in a remote area and you need 911, but you don't have any cell service. But let's say there's a Verizon tower really, really super close. Well, you know, Verizon's not going to let you make calls or stream, you know, something on their tower, right? Because you're not paying for it. But once you hit that 911, that's different. Verizon says, oh, that's a 911 call. And they let you use that That 911 relay, so it works a little bit different, and that's a little bit how the satellite messenger works. Um, It's going to hit those relay towers um, on cell towers first and send a message up to a 911 satellite, and that's kind of a little bit how that how that works. Without going into a lot things, but you don't need cell service to have that work. Um, They've kind of surpassed the personal local. Locator Beacon and popularity again because it's more mainstream and it's more like, you know, hiker backpacking Uh, I've seen it on the Appalachian Trail. I've seen on the Pacific Crest Trail um, Because you know because of some of the features it has Uh, it's the ability to exchange texts from home and You can you can kind of broadcast your GPS location So the spot tracker or the spot messenger has a web interface And what you can do, it's constantly trying to talk to the satellite. And once it pings the satellite, it neither sends a message nor it receives a message. It just puts your waypoint on a map and then your friends and family can see the ping and they can say, oh, this person. And it has an OK button. So if you wanted to send an email message through that, that's all done through the Interface of the spot messenger and you can say I want, you know, Bob Sue Sally Joe to get my okay messages You hit okay. It sends them a message saying hey, I'm okay. And then it gives them your Location of when you hit the okay button. So it's far different from a personal Locator beacon for sure satellite messengers um, They do rely on GPS satellite for location information um, on satellite networks, emergency distress signals, though, then go to a different, they go to a different satellite network, a completely different gig. Emergency distress signals are routed to the privately run, this is a private business, to the GEOS International Emergency Response Coordination Center. Headquartered near Houston, Texas. Now, why is that different? It's different because it is uh, basically where they're tracking you. (laughs) That's what it is. In fact, a lot of GPS stuff goes through GEOS and the Emergency Response Coordination Center. So what that does then, it works the same way as NOAA does, um, but they get that as a 911 call. And 911 call isn't like I'm buried in snow. Here's my emergency beacon, or a boat sinking, or a plane going down. The 911 call it works exactly like your 911 call on your cell phone. And so what it does is going to dispatch through the uh, through the international emergency response coordination. They're going to look at your. Um, You're going to look at your GPS coordination. And then, of course, it works the same way. They're going to go contact your county 911 dispatch, your county 911 dispatch, then contacts search and rescue or sometimes the fire department. Um, and so that's going to work exactly like a 911 call, just like on your phone. It just works it, it pretty much works kind of the same way, except in this in this portion, um, your phone may go to. Uh, a county 911 dispatcher that's closest to your GPS location, um, and in the Spot Messenger's location, the 911 call is going to go to the International Emergency Response Coordination Center, headquartered near Houston, Texas. So that's kind of like the difference between that. The likes on the on the, you know, the the messenger. Uh, it works. Uh, it does work worldwide. Though coverage varies by brand, you gotta really kind of look at the brand of your getting. I know there's a couple um, out there uh, that kind of do the same thing. I think Garmin has one out there, and the messenger the Spot Messenger seems to be kind of like the popular one or the the, the most uh, the one that everyone gets because it's been around for a while now. Um, they do make one with rechargeable batteries, so you can recharge the batteries on there. The problem with us The messenger is that it does require a subscription. So you're probably going to spend some money on getting the spot messenger. You got to buy the device. That's great. But now you got to buy the subscription. And so if you don't renew the subscription, you have a device that's worthless. And that can be up to about 400 bucks a year, depending on which one you get, depending on what kind of subscription you get. Uh, the other thing too, um, and I don't know, someone may want to check this for me and then post it on our Facebook page. But um, I, there was a time when you could buy an additional insurance policy, and it really was uh, like uh, search and rescue insurance. So if the helicopter did come out and have to look for you, or you did have a uh, really full-fledged county search and rescue uh, effort sometimes depending on what county what state uh, you're in sometimes you get a bill for that Um, and so this insurance says no we'll pay that bill for you Um, and the last time I looked it was kind of expensive so that's another thing that you're gonna have to consider uh, with a mess with with things like the spot messenger also Um, the good thing though, is that, you know, you can send and receive non-emergency messages home like, Hey, I'm okay. I'm doing fine. This is great. Doing great. And you know, uh, they get that message and then through the interface, once they get that email, they can send one back saying, glad you're doing okay. When you log in to your portal page on the device portal page, you get that email. So, you know, that, that is, that could be really cool for some people to say, okay, I'm letting you know my parents know, or I'm letting my family know. I'm letting you know whoever I'm letting Uncle Bob know I'm okay, and uh, Uncle Bob is saying, "Hey, I got your message. Glad you're okay. Have a good time." Um, some models even allow two-way texting now to coordinate. Uh, so they're getting more and more advanced. The, the the other thing that I would have to warn people about the spot messenger and the satellite messengers is that they kind of need some clear sky. They need they need to have an open view, and I know a lot of uh, AT through hikers complain about them because you know you're in a green you're in the in the green tunnel. Um, so you the forest is so thick at times that signal is not going to get through. So you you they can be uh, obstructed um, by view. Uh, so you that's something you're going to have to really think about. But again, on the Pacific Crest Trail, on some of these uh, other trails out west, uh, they would be. They would be also. Um, it does offer, again, different range of GPS navigation features. Um, you know that that can you can kind of take a look at. Uh, you will get rescued if he, if you hit that nine one one button. Uh, they're gonna come. They're gonna come looking for you. It works just like the nine one one call on your phone. Again, they're coming. The cavalry is coming. You gotta stay in one spot though. That's the that's the key. Can't be moving around. You have to once you hit that nine one one button or nine one one button your your location is pinpointed they know exactly your GPS coordinates they're coming to find you so stay put if you have supplies to last you uh, long enough they're gonna they're gonna come and get you again they are expensive um, and they only work when you have clear clear sky um, also another thing worth mentioning when you're going out, you're hiking alone, and you want to let people know where you are. We're at you know. There's cheaper very, There's cheaper ways to do that. Um, you know, uh, if you don't want to, you know, mess around with uh, uh, a satellite messenger in your backpack. Um, there are different apps on your phone. Um, there's pros and cons to that too. Of course, uh, I like. There's a, a website and app called HikerAlert.com. Uh, That doesn't really send any kind of signal. You're not going to be able to tell people where you are at a specific time, specific location. They don't have 911. Uh, It's an app and you just register with Hiker Alert. Um, And it just tells people where you're going, when you're expected to return. You enter the contact information um, and at least one emergency contact. And so you let Hiker Alert know what time you're coming out and what time you're going to return. And if you're not returned by that time hiker alert sends a text message to your emergency contact and says hey this person was supposed to kind of let us know they were here they're not they haven't responded we're sending them text messages saying hey are you okay are you okay are you okay i mean maybe it's time to make some phone calls so hiker alert is kind of good for that um so if you say you're going to be out at two o'clock you get out at two fifteen. hiker alert sends you a text message saying hey are you okay let someone know, let someone know you're okay. It's a good reminder to let people know that you're out and you're okay. I do like that part of it. The, the one thing about Hiker Alert too is that it's not running on your phone all the time. So when you look at these apps, make sure that they're not running in the background all the time while you're hiking because your battery life is gonna be non-existent. With no battery life, you have no phone. So always keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, cold weather isn't kind to lithium. So um, turn off your phones at night in colder weather if you're not using them or you're not doing anything with them. And always set your battery to low power. That way it doesn't run all those apps in the background and you'll save a lot more battery life. Uh, The other app I kind of like is uh, Karen. Uh, It's... I like Karen because you don't have to, again, that's one of those apps where, you know, you don't have to really um, use it a lot until, you know, like, hey, I know I'm not going to have cell coverage or I want to have cell coverage. And so you open up the app and it tells you where there's cell coverage because other people participate in the app and let you know that there's cell cell coverage. So for places on the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, you, you can see that and say, okay, this, this area has no cell coverage. So maybe I want to push a little bit farther and get to where I'm going to get cell coverage. So Karen, it's really a great app to find uh, cell coverage in the outdoors. Um, you know, again, you keep your loved ones, your family members, update on your plans and progress. And again, if you're overdue, it does ex- kind of the same thing that the Hygro Alert does. It lets people know that, you know, you can, um, hey, you know, maybe you should start looking at the ranger phone numbers that you should have given your loved ones by the way um, you can also record and save your track and then download the maps later to see where you went and that uh, which is you know which is kind of cool but again those got to make sure those apps aren't running all the time or they're just worthless just they're you know they're not going to do you any good um, you know on the trail at all so i hope you guys got a little bit out of that if you have any questions about that um, you know please let me know Uh personal locator beacons were completely differently than the satellite messenger. I would say that nine nine out of ten times, you know, unless you're really gonna be in a sticky situation and you know you're gonna be in a sticky situation again. Um, you know, places where maybe there's just a little bit more danger than the usual backpacking trip. And you know, you can assess that more than anybody. Um you know, and again, the satellite messenger is probably going to be a little bit more pricey. Um, and, there, you know, the pros and cons with that, the personal locator beacon, that's probably going to be less expensive. But there is there is no point. There's a point of no return. You hit that button and you better be you better. When those search and rescue guys come out, you better not have a smile on your face. And they're going to be pissed, um, you know, so make sure that you. You know, you really do your your due diligence and research on these and figure out which ones are best for you. By the way, both of them are sold on the backpackerstore.com. I looked. Personal locator beacon and the satellite messenger. So you can compare prices if you wanna if you want to get one. I you know, I carried one once, I lost it, and I never really saw the value in it other than letting people know. I was okay. Now, the reason I had one is because I took a 17-year-old out on his first back, backpacking trip. Um, it was in the Badlands where we're going to be in September. And uh, the Badlands, they don't have trails out there. Um, it's remote. You, All of your backpacking is probably going to be GPS. And they're going to be GPS routes. And so, you know, she wanted to make sure her son was okay. And you know what? That was very cool with me. I totally... Agreed. So we went out and got the spot messenger or the spot tracker. And, uh, you know, other than the the time when it fell off my belt and I lost it, it was fine. And so she had gotten messages and I'd hit the OK button. It would send her text messages and email messages saying, you know what? Everything is good. We're having a great time. So in that aspect of it, I totally, totally see that on average for backpackers, um, I don't think uh, most of most of the time they're probably not going to work on the Appalachian Trail and in high-densed uh, forest areas. Um, the messenger won't anyway, and any kind of backpacking trip that is just regular backpacking, um, I don't think you're going to need a personal locator beacon either. Uh, there has been in some instances on the trail that either one of them would have been probably beneficial. For that hiker, again, you know, you have to assess your own needs and assess what is important to you and important to your family who often support you on your long distance treks or your your backpacking trip. So, um, you know, have a conversation with them about what's what's best for you guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Ariane's going to be back uh, next week, I promise. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to show some love, go to tr- trustthetrailpodcast.com and click on our merch link. We have partnered with Teespring and have created Trust the Trail store. Coffee cups, T-shirts, hoodies with all your favorite sayings. Also, make sure you sign up for our specific emails about trips, meetups, and events. We send out our newsletters every 1st and 15th of the month. And they're going to be kind of both. They're going to be talking about a lot of camping, a lot of what we're doing with taking Trust Trail podcast on the road. Of course, we have a different brand out there too. Our whole nomadic idea is to live a minimal life and do our podcast in our Airstream. So that, And we've talked a lot about that and share that with you guys. So when you look at that email, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both um, but we're, we are we always talk about great uh, campgrounds, campsites, trails and places that we're going to go um, we also talk about our trips and our events um, two weeks we are doing the Smokies and cannot wait shoutouts to our lovely and amazing Facebook members and of course our Patreons who help support our podcast, we couldn't do it without you Ted Jones, Dave Boyer John Phillips, Rick, Jerry Shirley Nutt Jerry, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kennison, Bob Esser, Matthew Creecroft, Becky Wenger, Jill Lang, EJ Newell, and our newest patron, Kim Kaverman. Kim, thank you so much. Kim, we will be seeing you on our Smoky Mountain adventure trip. So, cannot wait to meet you and go backpacking with you. If you guys don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcasts. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail podcast and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. You also get this podcast early before everybody else does. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all the big ones, or any of your other favorite podcatchers. If we're not on the one that you listen to, let us know. We'll make sure that we are. You can also go to... Any of your ever favorite podcatchers and post a review like it, don't like it, love it, hate it. We love hearing from you guys, good and bad. It also helps spread the word of our podcast. So if you could do that, we'd appreciate that. You can follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and Trust the Trail Facebook page. Remember that the trail does give you everything you need, and it also gives you a sense of security. It depends on how you look at it in your perspective on your hike. So trust the trail. We'll see you guys later. Bye.